Are you a Swifty? Absolutely. But I'm not. Did you figure the, it out? No, I'm not on the level of like solving things. I will watch other people solve them. And I think that's fun and entertaining. But I'm just not interested in writing a bunch of words down and then doing a crossword puzzle. It's just not for me. in this homosexual court it's the honorable judge jacob schubach and the honorable judge ryan gavitt the disputes are real the decisions are final and the judges are homosexuals i think oh. jacob's questioning Ooh. but this is gay court <laughs> <clears throat> hello 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 and welcome back to gay court the comedy podcast where we debate all things lgbtq plus plus Gay rights. Gay rights! Welcome to the first installment of our 2023 Pride Extravaganza. I haven't heard any of my gay friends I've use this I've never heard phrase. this from any gay person. Gay. <laughs> gay, 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 gay. Hi, gay. We love gay. And it it's awesome. awesome. Do you love gay? <laughs> All right, so this week we are bringing two cases forward in the gay court, the Renaissance Tour and the Eras Tour, and we are pitting them head-to-head. Not really, because we can't compare two iconic queens. It would just not end well for us. The Swifties and the Beehive would come after us. So we're going to celebrate both and just live, laugh, and love. Want to know why? Why? Gays just love pop divas, and what a great way to start Pride, right? Absolutely. There's no one better than the two most iconic people. That's currently taking over the world. <laughs> That's currently taking over the world. That are currently touring. Taking over the world. Yes, 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 yes. So we'll be talking about the Renaissance Tour and the Eras Tour. And at the end of the pod, Ryan will be bringing forward the case of British Chinese food in... I got a Chinese. Was that a good <laughs> British accent? Is that how they say? It? Is that how they say it on the Tiki Tac? I fancy a Chinese. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did I realize that this is our first Pride episode until this moment? No. Would I have chosen a different um, Let the Record show? Most likely. But you know what? Gays love Chinese food, so we'll discuss it. <laughs> and sociology. Which I'll also mm. discuss. So I love sociology. But you got to use our brains and our stomachs and our mouths. Three things that gays love to use. Mm-hmm. Three out of the four. Mm-hmm. Three out of the five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Keep counting. <laughs> uh, but before we start this cross-examination, we want you all to be part of the debate. Since we want all y'all to do your civic booty and be part of the queer courtroom and celebrate pride with us. Because, mm-hmm. you know... Live, love, lesbian. Live, laugh, lesbian. Live, love, lesbian. Uh, send us your emails at gaycourtpodcast.gmail.com. Send us your queer conundrums, embarrassing dating stories, your gay crimes, what you're doing for Pride. Um, Jacob, did you buy your ticket to New York City so that we can celebrate Pride together? Not yet, but I will. Get see Trixie like. and Honey Dijon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you don't know what to write, be sure to follow us on social at Gay Court Podcast, where we'll be posting every single color of the rainbow flag. From now until infinity. Do you have anything? 
Of course. I have so many things I would like to talk about. Namely, I Oh my god. Oh, sorry. I remember something. Yeah, no, go ahead. (laughs) Tomorrow, me and Jackie are seeing Once Upon a One More Time. What is that? It's a musical Mm -hmm. about, say, princesses like Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, um, The Little Mermaid, um, because they can't say Ariel, and The Princess and the Pea, and all these other things. Oh, The Princess and a Pea. That's a deep cut, but very good one. But... The whole point and premise is like they're reclaiming their stories, a la six, but it's but all to the it's all to the music of Britney Spears. <laughs> Only Britney Spears. Only Britney Spears songs. Britney Spears better be getting those checks. Um. So it's basically six meets and Juliet, which is <laughs> what we saw. So it's gonna be like very campy, very cutesy, poppy, and fun. Right? Oh, it better be. I love it. Um, but then on Friday, me and Jackie are seeing a play called Grey House, which is apparently an ooky spooky play on Broadway. Ooky spooky? Like, scary movie. But play. Oh, so it's like actually funny, but it's... Oh, no, 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 no. Like, it's like a, like a scary movie, not scary movie. That... Oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, with what's your face? Anna? Anna. Anna, scary movie. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris? Anna Ferris? Her. She's so funny. She is. Um, I'm seeing Rebecca Black on Saturday, which I'm thrilled to see her perform Friday on a Saturday. I think that's gonna be freaking incredible. 7 a.m. like it's morning, gonna be gonna go to the gonna get my bowl, gonna have the real thing gonna take it on gonna get down to the bus. Stop. And I catch my bus and see my friends. Picking in the front seat, taking in the back seat. All in the bottom. They see here and I take. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Musical career in your future. I see. And she has um, a performer named Mel Forever opening for Miss Rebecca Black. And I started listening to Mel Forever on Spotify. A, a sleigh. B, Mel Forever has a cover of Nobody's Perfect by Hannah Montana. That's more of like a, I want to say like electro pop, but that's probably the wrong phrase. Maybe it's hyper pop. Couldn't tell you the genre, but it's the wrong type of pop. It's fantastic. It's so so good. Um, and then next weekend, the gay court judges will be in the same area. And where are we going to a drag show? Blackpink in your area. Hamburger Mary's in your area. <laughs> All right. So that takes us to our first segment, Gays on the Case. Gays on the Case, where we cross-examine the same theme or topic. This week, it's Pride. We love gay. And it's awesome. So you know what? Gay pop divas taking over the world with their world tour concerts. But we're talking about the Renaissance tour and the Eras tour. Miss Beyonce Knowles and Miss Taylor Swift. Lay mother slay. Um, all right. So I feel like we should start with the Eras tour. Do you have tickets? No. This is a Ticketmaster hate account. I do not like Ticketmaster. I had the pre-access order. They took the pre-access order away from me. The whole st- I was there on the crash day. I was there on the crash day. It was the worst day ever. 
I was on it for like eight hours. Didn't do a single ounce of work. <laughs> Just you, focused on eras. Are you going to stub hub it? I am definitely going to stub hub it. I'm going to be one of those girlies who's like, I'm going to drive to the concert and see what happens to me. <laughs> I mean, I stubbed hub Lady Gaga. That is true. <laughs> Literally yeah. like two hours before. Yeah, one of my friends got in 40 minutes before to the Eras tour, and she, like, got the tickets, found out how to get in there, and just made it happen. I did also see a TikTok of a girl who tried to get into the Eras tour, and then she went there, couldn't get the tickets, so she just went to, like, the merch. I guess Taylor has, like, a merch bus out front that Mm -hmm. you can go to, got a sweatshirt, and then went home, and then her house burned down, and she lost the sweatshirt in a house fire. You're kidding. Just, no, you're kidding. no, that's real. I saw it on. I saw a repost of the TikTok on Twitter, and they were tagging Taylor Swift so that Taylor Swift could help fund their new house. <laughs> a lot of crazy shit has happened on the Eros tour already. All of that said, um, so Taylor Swift kicked off the Eros tour a couple months ago. At this point, she's been singing. I think for like three hours a night, doing performances. Um, their live stream on TikTok every single night. You can always find some Swifty who's doing the Lord's work and holding up their phone for three hours. I don't know what they're doing to make that happen, but they're making it happen. Something with that battery life, unhinged. Things that I would like to talk about. Every concert, Taylor does a different secret song and wears different secret letters during her performance. I think of 22, where some of the letters are red, And now fans are, like, pulling the red letters and have to, like, unjumble them. And I'm like, at a certain point, when is enough enough for Miss Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift is giving, um... Mastermind. Not, like, evil villain, but just, like, I'm gonna make you guys think. And I know you guys don't want to think, but you're going to think. She's giving, like, wealthy person who likes puzzles and is like we're yes. all gonna do a fun scavenger hunt and it's like are puzzles we? and planes <laughs> can't you just give us the album like beyonce was like here's for the album and that was it <laughs> taylor swift's like solve 18 riddles climb to the top of mount everest spin around three times and come back down and then i'll give you a hint <laughs> of what the next album is and we gotta respect it you gotta respect it because the swifties will figure it out are you a swifty absolutely but i'm not did you figure not- it out no, I'm not on the level of like solving things. I will watch other people solve them and I think that's fun and entertaining, but I'm just not interested in writing a bunch of words down and then doing a crossword puzzle. It's just not for me. I need I need the wordle to be given to me once a day and that's it. That's the amount of problem solving I can do personally. <laughs> Would you ever solve something for Taylor Swift? For Taylor Swift? Yeah. No. Would you solve something for Little Max? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like, if you solve this puzzle, Little Mix will come back for a reunion tour. You would be like out there. Oh, I would be there with like a magnifying jumbling glass. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> with a fucking metal detector on the beach or something. Just doing something crazy. Finding buried treasure. Anything for Little Mix. They're like, we hid five tickets around the world. I got, <laughs> I'm like, call me Baruka, so I'm going to like, Oh, hell yeah. Find that golden egg. Do that little golden squirrel or whatever the fuck Veruca did. You'll figure it out. Anything for... (laughs) Is Jesse Nelson the one who's kicked out of it? 
my leg shake. Yes. <laughs> Dang. So not anything for Jesse Nelson. Anything for the other three whose names I unfortunately don't know. If I do you know their names? Perry, um, and the other two that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I would do anything for them except learn their names. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what where I am. This is our second recording of the day. Here we are. We're putting in the work. They all were on Drag Race UK as judges, I think. You do love the UK, and I can't wait to get into that during Let the Record Show. <laughs> um, a couple of other things that I think are interesting. A couple of weeks ago, by the time this comes out, um, she was yelling at one of the security guards who was yelling at people in the audience. Um, and she was like, hey, she wasn't doing anything. Hey, stop, in the middle of the Bad Blood performance, which I'm like... I love when an artist is just like, let me stop mid-performance and like yell at somebody because that is iconic. And I just love seeing it happen live. Um, in addition to the Swifties doing the work, recording and live streaming and all that stuff, mm. a lot of them have also been making very funny TikToks. Um, one specifically that I want to call out is this girl who knew which venue she was going to. And mm-hmm. so she bought tickets to another event at the venue so that she could like figure out what snacks to buy, figure out where, like, the bathroom was that was closest to her so that she could, like, make the bathroom breaks in between Taylor songs and, like, time out her experience perfectly. So she bought nosebleed tickets to a monster truck rally. <laughs> and in her TikTok, she's just doing, like, all of these, like, Taylor Swift references and, like, making a hand heart around the monster trucks and, like, putting, like, all the poses that the Taylor Swift fans do. And it was just so fucking funny <laughs> that she, like, put all that effort in. And, like, watched a full Monster Truck rally just to get ready for Taylor Swift. And I'm like, you don't see other fans doing that type of stuff. You just don't. You would do that. I don't think I would do that. You would do that. I, I would go to a, t- a Monster Truck show. I would absolutely do that. That sounds fucking fun. I want to go I go to Lucha Libre. What's Lucha Libre? Just, like, a wrestling? Just like... No, wrestling with the masks. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But is it, like, a specific That's show? Tight. Okay. Tight. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was, like, the show. Um, but I would absolutely go to a monster truck rally. But I wouldn't be like timing myself going to the bathroom. That's would you drink? Different. Would you drink monster while at a monster truck rally? You know, I've never drank monster before. Um, but I, I guess I would give it a try. <laughs> do, they have alco- do they have alcoholic monster? Do you remember the one, the woman with the the, the... yeah yeah the six 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 yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and you flip it up. What is that six 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 sign of the devil? And that's how he wins. I saw a tweet like a couple weeks ago that she was like still going to conventions and still saying like the same <clears throat> spiel. I was like, even Good after all of that, does she know that she's a meme? Who knows? No, who knows? But I'm in this weird part of TikTok where it's like people like comparing their camera qualities to prepare for Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Have Incredible. you seen those where it's like no. they're like apparently the Samsung A24 or something is the best phone to use because i mean it's a24 okay but the zoom is apparently really amazing samsung's do have like very great video quality and like phone capture whatever but i love an apple so we love an apple here i am two three other things actually first there's like a moment during the song 22 where she gives a hat to like a single fan who's oh yes up front 
every time I see one of those on my TikTok or on my Twitter, I cry. It's just like so wholesome that like that fan has such a beautiful, fun experience with her. And I love it. You see the little Asian guy last time? Yes, Mikhail, yeah. who is like the number one Taylor TikToker. He like does such fun, cute little dances on his TikTok. And I'm thrilled that he got chosen for the 22 hat. Did you cry? I did. (laughs) (laughs) I will absolutely cry any single one of those. When Selena Gomez's sister did it, I cried. The whole thing. Whatever. Um, And then Matt Healy. Um, So at the time of recording, Matt Healy and Taylor are rumored to be together. And I... Hi, everyone. This is Editing Jacob. As I am recording this, this just in, TMZ is reporting that Matt Healy and Taylor Swift have broken up. In my personal opinion, slay. Now back to the rest of the podcast. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Um, but a lot of her fans do not like this man because he's said a lot of crazy shit over his time. Matt Healy is the lead of the 1975. Mm-hmm. Lead singer, I, I think. I don't actually know. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that person. However, I will talk about how Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner are allegedly dating and Chris Jenner is trying so hard to make that story happen, but is being paled, like completely shot out of the water by Matt Healy and Taylor Swift. And anytime I see something of like entertainment tonight being like, Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner feel like this, I'm just like, not going to work, Chris. It's just not. I'm so sorry. Chris is just like in her house, like, (laughs) (laughs) literally just screaming. No, but the like the Entertainment Tonight tweet, I think it was like a couple days ago, was like Timothy Chalamet thinks Kylie Jenner is such a boss mom, and I was like, "Where is the press what? person? What press person said that?" Because like, come on now, like he didn't ever; those words never left left his lips. That's just not how it. Is. No, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's my current experience of the Eros tour. Do you have any? Um, final thoughts before i share my last thought my last tidbit because uh, baby now i like when she dives oh yes when she dives is really cool she like dives into the stage and then there's like a visual and i guess she goes underneath the stage and pops out somewhere else which is mm-hmm. we love the commitment to design i like when she dives <laughs> did you see that one video where like where she the couldn't find that yeah, and she's just like, <laughs> she's like <laughs> so what's going on? Hey. Then you hear the splash, and then she's there just like, okay. <laughs> and now I jump. Yeah, I did see that one. Um, but as we know, the Swifties work very hard, but the Beehive also works very hard. Um, and to a certain degree, the fandoms are intersecting and fighting, for lack of a better term, with one another. Um, and so there's been a recent trend of Swifties editing concert footage from the Renaissance tour to make Beyonce sound like she's singing off key and then posting it with Taylor would never serve such terrible vocals, even though it's edited footage. And I just find that fascinating that they're spending so much time for like what? For what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for I fake news? Nonsense. For fake news. And, and with, with that said, I yield the floor to the Renaissance tour. <laughs> <laughs> Where Beyonce's vocals are never off. Never off. Um, how, what videos have you seen so far of this Renaissance tour? I've seen a lot of them. I've seen the the cunty mechanical arm. Oh, 
you see the one where the where her like she's like bouncing and someone was like oh that's my boobs at 2 a.m when i'm dancing in front of the mirror <laughs> did not see that one but i love that for beyonce um okay i just have a few whoa, whoa. things i just want to oh do you have two do you have tickets yeah july 29th oh slay i have tickets in september you do i do I think I think she's performing in LA a few couple nights. I think it's the first night that she's in LA. When did you get tickets? When they came out. You never told me. Oh, you never told me that you had tickets. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, you did. You did. No, did you? I did. I went with are Jackie. These the, yeah, these are the tickets. Jackie was like, "You're going." And you're like, "Yeah." Yes, 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 yes. I remember now. So why did you never tell me you're going? I don't know. Because the last time I was like, are you going to try for your Renaissance tickets? She's like, no, I don't think there's a point. That's literally what you told me. Well, then there was a point because they fixed the Ticketmaster issue. And here we are with Where are your seats? Tell me more. They're not good. They're not good seats. They're like the cheapest. What do you call those? I was going to call them bloody nose seats. <laughs> nosebleeds. Nose <laughs> yeah, they're nosebleeds. Bloody nose but, seats. You know, anyway, any seat at a Beyonce concert is a good seat. Yes, that is true. No. Continue. I like the fact. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fag? No, the fact. Mm, 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 mm. That there's like a fucking ball with like the famous houses in the middle of her show. Like mm-hmm. queer rights, gay rights, all rights. Yes. All the rights. Beyonce Beyonce would. I don't know that we can necessarily say the same for the Eras tour, but the fucking Renaissance tour, they did it. Beyonce's gay. <laughs> Beyonce? Yeah, <laughs> Tell me your favorite gay. <laughs> Did you see the picture of the massive horse? Yes, 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 yes. I don't. Is it inflatable? I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I don't really understand the logistics. Because, like, how does that then become like? There's like the hole. <laughs> <laughs> the bushy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how Did does... you see the the one picture where it's the hole, but then there's like legs, and so yeah. it's like bottoms be like it's my first time <laughs> i did see that tweet i did see that tweet but like the massive horrors i'm like i would love two documentaries one of the renaissance tour one of the eras tour just on like the stage crew of like how did you think this up how did you build this how does it travel because like it's in europe now and i assume like the same show and Horse. stage will be used in the states and like do you sh- like does that go on a boat? Does that fit in a plane? What's going on here? The horse. The horse in a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Does it also fly private? Like, I have so many questions. Um, the Mugler B outfit is my favorite outfit. Yes. Don't be a cunty B when I get home. I'm a cunty B news reporter when I get home. <laughs> It's a good outfit. It's a good outfit. But also like the one where it's got um the two hands across her, her chest and her there's lower half. <laughs> there is a video of a drag queen with that same outfit already. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, drag, drag queens, queens are the hard. hardest workers. They already made the outfit. <laughs> if you know how to sew, you can do anything. I'm fully convinced. Um, did you see the UV light dress? I did see that. How does that work? Also, don't know. I don't know. Um, the cunty oil machines that are now like fanning her. Yes, yes, yes. we love the fans. <laughs> I love how everything about this concert just—it's cunty. Cunty. 
Oh my god, when she rides a car in Savage. Wait, I didn't see that. Like she's like on a pole, like on like a giant like truck, and she's just like <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure how I missed that video, but that sounds incredible. Let me find it. She's on a fucking like Oh my god. That is very so she's on like this car thing that's like rotating. It feels like like where how, it's you're like right. The, how do you ship it? Where where is where it? Do you ship, where do you ship it? I it feels reminiscent of that the infamous, infamous Miley Cyrus performance where she's like on top of I think it was just like a food stand, but she had the stripper pole. Oh yes. But while she was like still on Hannah Montana and all the Disney parents were like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> But Beyonce, of course, up-leveled it, you know. Yeah, as a cunty monster truck. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the monster trucks are a continuing theme, and I do think when you're in town, like, we should go see a monster truck rally. I'm going to look at my back. I think, are there any? I'm sure there are, yeah. Surely. Okay. Um, I like how she's her own opener and her own encore and her own show. Are there like sections to this? Yeah. Okay. 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 I was like, because I like really haven't like looked at the set list. I'm like, I want it to be a surprise as much as it can be. So like, I haven't oh, looked I already at the set list. That. I haven't like looked at like the stages. I mean, I, uh, I was like, haven't you? Maybe. We no, but um, a lot of the tour, like her set list, she samples her own songs in other songs. Her mind. Her mind. Not afraid to reference and or not reference herself. So she has three segments. It's called opening act, renaissance, encore. Love. And then I have been let down by the audience videos of the European audiences because none of them are dancing. None of them are dressed up. None of them are feeling their oats, not slay. It is interesting that she chose to start in Europe where they are not as perhaps exciting as the United States. I'll say it. I have a feeling it's because she's like, let me like get my my stamina up with yeah, the yeah. people who have no energy. She's like, they'll and take anything. Once it's America, she's like, <laughs> honestly, if she's gonna have to like shift this giant horse and this monster truck, maybe she'll just come with a whole new set design for the states. You never know. Empty horse could be kind of slay. Could be kind of slay. Um, what's the thing? That one video though, when she was like, sing it. And the, oh, <laughs> she was trying to sing it. And she was just like, give yourselves a hand. I think too, there was also a video that was just popping up where um, the fans in the front row recognized Julius. Her, oh, yeah. <laughs> her <laughs> her like, security what? guard. And she, you can see Beyonce just like react to them responding to him instead of her. And it was just so funny. Oh, Beyonce. Beyonce! What are you wearing? Um, H&M Mugler. Oh my god, I really love H&M Mugler. Um, but, it, like, it's all sold out. I know, but I still love H&M Mugler. I did not get any, so unfortunate. But but uh, what are you wearing? Probably something, like, I don't know yet, for sure, of course. Because it's months away at this point. But probably something... S- Sparkly disco Bali, but not too sparkly disco Bali because we don't want to blind Beyonce. I know that was a rule that the Beehive put out. Okay, okay, okay. What about you? 
I will be making with the infamous disco cowboy hat. Oh, I'm thinking to wear my my docks. Uh-huh. The pants, sort of like an army belt. An army belt? Like a camouflage? No, 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 but black. Okay, okay. So like... Black camouflage? <laughs> no, no, no. So black jeans. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's like the, the wide leg, but they're tucked into the... To the dock. Yeah. Got it, 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 got it. And then the top, I'm thinking this, but also I'm just like, hmm, will I be self-conscious? Maybe. Never. Not in front of Beyonce. It's literally sparkly. Oh, very slow. You're like, ah, you will be. <laughs> um, I have also seen that pop up, I think, on my Instagram, but I don't like, like the neckline. There's other necklines. Oh, okay. Slow. But that's it. That's Renaissance. Our ruling is that both pop divas are the most slay. Ticketmaster, I will never fucking forgive you. Slay the house down boots, yes, God, mama. Well, then that takes us to our second segment, Let the Record Show. Ooh! Ooh! Brionce, what's your favorite type of cheese? <laughs> All right, so Let the Record Show is where we discuss iconic pop culture history moments and determine if they belong in the gay court history books. Ryan... What did you bring to the floor today? I'll be presenting. I got a Chinese, the British Chinese food that swept TikTok. Ooh, swept. <clears throat> yes, 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 yes. Um, to those listening, we filmed this on May 17th. So that's just some knowledge why this is two months later than it actually occurred. <laughs> Happy Pride. Happy Pride. But, um, so to start, what do you know about I got a Chinese? Everything that I know about I got a Chinese uh, has been supplied to me by you. <laughs> <laughs> you have sent me every single video that you see nonstop for probably like the past week and a half at this point. Yeah. So inundated. That said, I don't know where it originated. Don't really know the intricacies of it. So curious to hear what happened here. So it started around a month ago on April 23rd uh, when TikToker Charlie Ann C posted her Chinese food dinner hall consisting of chicken bowls, salt and pepper chicken, crispy seaweed, chicken chow mein noodles, crispy beef, egg fried rice, salt and pepper chips, sweet and sour sauce, and of course, the curry sauce. I'm dead that you listed out every single ingredient and thing that was included in here. Um, can you dive a little bit further into the salt and pepper chips? Those are French fries, correct? That are included in a Chinese yes. meal. Yes, yes. I get into it. Don't worry. Wow, wow. Okay, continue. Um, so if you're wondering, salt and pepper chips are chunky chips or chunky French fries <laughs> <laughs> with salt and then literally just chopped up chili peppers. Oh, that, so that's salt and pepper chips. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So after her video, a lot of other um, British content video creators decided to also post their Chinese for the night, and they always start the video with, "I haven't had Chinese in a while, so you know what? I'm gonna get tonight a Chinese." Uh-huh. Uh, then, as more people are posting these videos, a lot of Americans. Were commenting on just how different the British Chinese food was, 
And a lot of the questions they were saying was, where are the vegetables? Why is it all beige? Why is everything smothered and covered in sauce? Why do you need three tubs of sauce? Why? What is curry sauce? And why do you have it if you're a Chinese food restaurant? And the major question was like, why is it called getting a Chinese? These are all fantastic questions. Yes. And then after a few weeks in early May, a lot of different creators who have lived in both the US and UK, so born in the UK, moved to the US, or born in the US, moved to the UK, um, i.e. the Natalie Gage, who's the first, who had a five video series describing Hi, British yes. Chinese food. Yes. Wow. Uh, and she was a, she's an based, expat? Was she a, a United States? No, she's UK, moved to New York City. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they started commenting and stitching all these videos, trying to get in the differences and nuances of Chinese food in the US versus the UK. Mm-hmm. So as per the Natalie Gage, so I'm going to talk about two creators, the one being the Natalie Gage and the other being TJ, Sea Beauty plus Life in China. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Okay, so the Natalie Gage first starts off with the, why is it called getting a Chinese? It's a great question. (laughs) So apparently, both creators stated the word that's missing is takeaway. So I got a Chinese takeaway. But when British people speak... It's like, if say it's like a Friday night, you're at home with your parents and you're like, what, eight? Yeah. They're like, what do you fancy? They'll be like, I fancy an Italian. I fancy a Turkish. I fancy a kebab. I fancy a chippy. I fancy a Chinese. Got it. So like they would only say, I fancy an Italian when they're getting it to go. They wouldn't say like, I fancy an Italian and then go sit down and eat there. It's usually like a takeaway. The, uh, the word missing is takeaway. I see. So it's only in a to-go yeah. setting. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So it's like, it's us saying, I ordered Chinese tonight. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're saying, I ordered a Chinese <laughs> takeaway tonight. <laughs> Fascinating. So they took away the takeaway, but they left A. So that's why it's, I or, I, I got a Chinese. <laughs> Language is fascinating. <laughs> and then she goes into the food itself. Um, the one first question, where are the vegetables? She's like, for some reason, a lot of people can just, just take out the vegetables. That's why a lot of the food just looks beige because there's no vegetables. That is usually the colorful. Um, the next question is like, why is it smothered in sauce? She said the meat itself usually isn't seasoned because British people don't like seasoning sometimes. So that's why people get additional sauces just to give things more flavor. And that's why they smother all the meats and rice and noodles and all the sauces just because there's just a lack of salt. <laughs> fair. Fair, fair, fair. Um, chips. Brits love a potato, as per her. Period. <laughs> and in most takeaway sections, regardless of the type, whether Indian, Chinese, there's... In the side section, you can always get a side of chips. You can always get a side of chips. Why? Because Brits love a potato. Fascinating. No matter no matter what restaurant you go into, it's like they always have chips. 
Yes. So TJ, Sea Beauty Plus Life in China, is a creator who grew up in the UK, lived full time in the US, is also a first gen immigrant who just re, uh, not expat, but repat, <laughs> repatriated uh, back to China, commented on this. So she, the first question she answered was, it is having a Chinese racist. She said, no, it's just a lazy way of speech slash slang the omitted word is takeaway so in chinese and indian italian and mexican but her and her friends don't usually say a chinese because there have been in the past um the chinese word itself used to be switched with the seasler and that was definitely um racist got it so she said it had racist connotations in the past, but the word itself, the the phrase itself is not racist, but she can understand why to an American ear, it sounds more like a mi- microaggression or a dehumanization. Yes. <laughs> she just said British people are just lazy and just don't want to say takeaway. <laughs> yeah, that's a cultural difference. Yeah. And then she gets into the food and goes into detail about the history of the food and why things exist the way they do. It fascinates me that, like, someone knows this. Like, (laughs) I would not know even where to look to find this history other than through the oral history of TikTok. (laughs) So... She stated first, Chinese takeaway food in the U.S. is a lot more Chinese, authentically Chinese, though not fully authentic. But compared to the U.K., it's definitely more because Mm -hmm. the U.K. just isn't. (laughs) So British, Chinese and Indian takeaway in the U.K. flourished in the 50s and 60s when the first wave of immigrants came. And the first wave of immigrants from China were the Hong Kong immigrants. That's why the food itself looks the same in most restaurants, because the food was more regional with Cantonese similarities. But then they put a British twist to it. So when the Hong Kong immigrants came to the UK, they said, we see your fish and chips, but we're going to make it Chinese. That's why there's chicken and pork balls that are deep fried in batter, much like a fish and chip. Oh, and then they just covered it in fluorescent red sweet sauce because they just noticed they don't like the <laughs> seasoning. So they just like, here's some sauce. Here's some sauce if you want it. If you don't, that's yes. okay too. Um, so that's why she described it as a piece of sociology reflected in a culinary way where immigrants adapted their cuisine to the local palate. Wow. And then remember how I said that Chinese and Indian came around the same time to the mm-hmm. UK? Yeah. This was seen in the curry sauce and why it has become a staple in both takeaways. So instead of chips and gravy, it just became chunky chips with curry sauce. I'm fascinated by this. And the way she said at the end was, the food itself is banging to work to her. Uh, and she said, it's a great insight of how immigrants had to adapt their cuisine to the new places they immigrated to. And it's a great, I, it's a way to see sociology in its actual, like, in a physical way. In a physical way. And she says, the way they did it is great because it suits the bright, the British mild palate down to a T. <laughs> the mild palate. <laughs> I love that. 
Well, that's it. That's <laughs> fantastic work. Why do you think this belongs in the gay card history, then? It doesn't. It's just a fun little thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it belongs in the gay card history books because you care about it and you're queer. No, it doesn't really. It's not really gay. It's not really a thing. Just a fun factoid for y'all today. You had to listen through 10 minutes of me describing what got a Chinese Yeah. I personally love it. So I'm inducting it in to the gay court history books with a thing that says this is brought to you by historian Ryan Gabbett. Yeah, that's it. I love it. I love it. Will you be getting a Chinese tonight? I want one now. But I'm going to make, I have a little bit leftover beer tacos I could make. So I'll probably make that. Oh, okay. Life. I think I'm going to make a pizza, a frozen pizza, because I don't want to make anything. Mm-hmm. Here we are. All right. Well, that brings us to the saddest part of the show, the mm. closing statements, where we mm. share our final thoughts, comments, concerns, and opinions about this week's show. Ryan, what would you like to share? Beyonce got a Chinese. That's it. Life. Big slide. Um, This one goes out to the beehive to the swifties i love you so much and i hope you will continue to ride for your queens um to Ticketmaster, go fuck yourself what was what was that line that selena city said you can eat my ass faggot <laughs> ross matthews you can eat my ass faggot <laughs> i'm gonna watch that after this i can't wait all right <laughs> So that was the episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to find us on social at Gay Court Podcast. And then my handle is I Got Shoeback, I G O T S C H U P B A C H. And Ryan's is What's Up? It's Ryan, W A Z U P I T S R Y A N. And remember, if you hear this and you don't follow, that makes you homophobic. Oh, don't do that. Mm-mm. Be a slay mm. queen ally. And like we said at the top of the podcast, happy pride. Get in contact with us with anything. Because you know what? We're still here. We're still queer. Get used to it. Um, send us an email at gatecorepodcast.gmail.com and give us stars. Five stars. Because it's what? Pride. And anything less than five stars is what? <gasps> Homophobic. Homophobic. See you next time. Happy Pride. Be gay. Do crime. Suck some dick on the street. Um, eat some ass. <laughs> Stay chaotic. Live, laugh, love. Live off lesbian. Have a great time. <laughs> gay Court is a perfectly done toast podcast production. 